Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly. On this episode, I'm joined by Reed Connor of Speckled Trout Outfitters in Blowing Rock. Reed shares his fly fishing journey and the story behind one of Western North Carolina's newest outfitters. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. But before we get to the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend and please subscribe and leave us a rating and review in the podcatcher of your choice. It really helps us out. And a shout out to this episode's sponsor. This episode's sponsored by our friends at Norvice. Their motto is, tie better flies faster. And they produce the only vice that truly spins. We're in the home stretch of show season and the Norvice team is still on the road demonstrating the Norvice at fly fishing shows across the country. Head over to www.nor-vice.com today and check out all of Norvice's great products and see if they'll be coming to a town near you. Now, on to our interview. Well, Reed, welcome to the Articulate Fly. Awesome. Thanks, Marvin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. And we have a tradition on the Articulate Fly. We like to ask all of our guests to share their earliest fishing memory. For sure. So, gosh, I mean, my first thought, it, it, I think about this picture that I have of me in some little swim trunks and a little fishing vest holding a fly rod with probably, I think it's a little sucker fishing on the end. And I've got a plastic blue visor on. Um, and I'm probably three or four years old standing next to a pond in Valley Cruces Park. Um, I don't remember the day exactly, but that photo just, that's probably the farthest back that I could think of fly fishing. But um, in terms of an actual, like, you know, time fishing, um, I can think back to, you know, camping out with my, my parents next to the Hiawassee river um, and my grandparents and uh, being in the drift boat with my dad and grandpa then. And uh, when the water got too high, getting dropped off on the side and watching them uh, cruise down in the drift boat. So uh, it's definitely been in the family for a long time. Yeah. And so did you start out fly fishing or did you come to fly fishing later on? So I learned from my dad, um, my dad learned from my mother's dad. And so when my dad started dating my mom, um, my mom's dad, uh, my papa, uh, asked my dad, you know, do you know how to fly fish? He said, no, he, he didn't know how to do it. He said, well, you know, if you want to end up marrying Kaylee, you better learn how to fly fish. So they uh, ended up building a rod together for him. And then my grandfather taught him how to fly fish and got him hooked. So then, you know, all throughout after college, he and his buddies would go fly fish up all over the place and take road trips and, and check everywhere out. And then when my dad started having kids, um, had, had my sister first and then me, um, he made sure that, that we all learned how to fly fish as well. Uh, very, very neat. And, uh, you know, who are some of the folks that have mentored you on your fly fishing journey and what have they taught you? Yeah, um, definitely my dad. He is definitely the one who laid the groundwork for me um, in terms of just understanding, you know, the basics of fly fishing and at least introducing it to me. Um, as I got older, you know, sports and stuff come up. So you get kind of busy and it really wasn't until high school that I got back into fly fishing. And, um, that's where Joel Brown, our head fishing guide and, uh, my best friend, uh, started to take me back out fishing because he got his license and I was a year younger. So I just rode around wherever he went and, uh, he would take me to the river and, and take me fishing. And so that's really when I got back into it. Um, and that's when my grandfather um, started to see that I was going to like it and, and it would be something that I would do for the rest of my life. And so that's when he started 
investing in me and, you know, got me my first um, nice rod and reel and um, started to hand over some, some equipment that he had to me and made sure that I was set and ready to go for, for all my adventures. Uh, very, very neat. And I know you grew up in Western North Carolina, you know, where's your favorite place to fish without being a spot burner, uh, Western in, <laughs> in Western North Carolina, you know, East Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, cause you can kind of hit all that kind of from where you're based. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we're, we're pretty blessed in where we're at to where within about an hour, you can get to some really cool spots, whether that's in Virginia or Tennessee or we're still in North Carolina. Um, Man, I think if I'm if I'm going floating uh, and in the drift boat, the Watauga is hard to beat over over in East Tennessee, um, especially if you've got a good rower or guide like Joel, um, or even my dad. My dad's a great rower. Um, but wade fishing, uh, Virginia has become a favorite spot of mine. Just about an hour away from where we're at, you can get to, to Damascus, Virginia, and uh, it's not too crowded in terms of fishing. It's a big bike town because the Virginia Creeper Trail runs through there. So you're typically not fighting for space and it's some really good water. They've got wild and stocked fish. So it's a, it's a fun time. Uh, very, very neat. And, um, I know you mentioned a few minutes ago that, uh, your grandfather started getting you the really good stuff, uh, when he realized you were going to be serious and you knew you wanted to fish for the rest of your life. You know, when did you know that you yeah. wanted, yeah. When did you, um, know that you wanted to have a career in the outdoor industry? You know, I, uh, I think it's definitely always been something deep down within me that I wanted to do um, something at least with small business and with uh, a, a business or a job that's kind of based around the community. And the outdoors was just always like a, you know, if I could do it with the outdoor industry, that would just be a plus. And so um, I think even since high school, getting into those kind of hobbies that I have now, like fly fishing um, or even camping or hiking or, uh, or backpacking or whatever it may be, um, I think since high school, it's always been, you know, if you can find a way to make that your living and, and do something that you love to make a living, that would be awesome. And so um, I think it's definitely been since since I was probably 15 or 16 and, and started getting back into fly fishing. Yeah. And of course, you went to App State. So you got to kind of basically work in the outdoor world the whole time you were in school, too. Yeah. So I went to, to App State after just hung around Boone and um didn't want to go to App State. I'll just be honest. I wanted to spread my wings and fly, but uh, my grades said otherwise. And so uh, I guess my ACT, SAT said otherwise. But um, stuck around at App State, met some really good guys there, and ended up living with some really good dudes and lived in an old cabin, and it was an awesome experience. But, um, yeah, I got to still be in the high country and experience everything that the high country has to offer. And um, still got to go fishing all the time. And uh, it was just you know, even more of a blessing getting to still be here and, and be in this, this beautiful spot. And, uh, like I said, have access to all this really cool opportunity to go fish and, and be outdoors and ended up, you know, working at one of our ski resorts and getting to work in that industry. And, um, yeah, like I said, still being around a bunch of small local businesses and getting to talk to those people as well and make connections that, you know, now I get to kind of really work with those connections and, uh, be a part of that, that small business community as well. Yeah, it's really neat because I know like you were at Eceola Lodge as well. How did you find your way to the Speckled Trout Outfitters? Yeah, so Eceola Lodge was, it was a cool experience for me um, that I kind of got to do part in high school and part in college where um, my buddy Clay, his dad was the outdoor director there and uh, they just needed a couple extra hands. So he 
had his son helping out and uh, his son was like, well, can my buddy come help too? So we all kind of helped out the shop and um, got to go fishing out there and, and kind of tag along on some guided trips and shadow and see how that was done. And so it kind of, that I would say planted the seed to say like, okay, I could definitely work in the fly fishing industry. Like it could be more than a hobby for me. Um, and so when it came last year for the opportunity where I could join with the speckled trout outfitters, um, that was just, you know, something that gave me a little bit more confidence jumping into that industry. Um, saying, you know, I have worked in a fly shop. I have been on guided trips before and seen how those work. So it was definitely a, a good experience having that in my background. Yeah, very, very neat. And, you know, what folks probably don't know is that the Speckled Trout Outfitters is affiliated with the Speckled Trout Restaurant. Tell us a little bit about that arrangement and kind of how that came to be. Yeah, so the Speckled Trout Restaurant and Bottle Shop um, is really what came first. And so the owners of both both um, the outfitter and the restaurant, it's a family ownership. So it's um, Will and his wife, Erica, and then Will's brother, Eric, and his wife, Emily. And so the ladies kind of run the restaurant and the boys have other jobs as well, but they're all big outdoors people. Um, and the head chef at the restaurant, Michael Foreman, is a big outdoorsman as well. And so they had the restaurant running and it was doing really well. And they, they thought, you know, what's our next venture? We love the outdoors. Maybe we could start an outfitter. Um, and so then Joel came along and tried to be a waiter at the, the restaurant. And uh, they saw his resume, said a bunch of stuff about guiding in Colorado and Montana. And so they said, you know, you can wait tables, but let's go ahead and start booking some fly fishing trips while we're at it. And um, so really out of that, you know, a couple of years ago, that all started <clears throat> and they started booking trips online and over the phone and in the restaurant and uh, got some some speckled trout outfitters, hoodies and shirts and kind of your bare essentials to go fly fishing set up in the back of the restaurant. And uh, it just kind of grew naturally from there until. Uh, the opportunity arose to get the building directly across the parking lot. Um, so we actually share a parking lot, the restaurant, and the outfitter, and uh, they gutted that whole building out and redid it. And thankfully, you know, both of Will and Eric are general contractors. So they were able to do that themselves with their teams. And um, yeah, it made it a beautiful building. And then uh, I got brought on in August because we needed a general manager um, and someone that had some retail experience, some outdoor industry experience, um, and just some service experience as well. And so I came into play and yeah, now we're rocking and rolling with the two right next to each other. And it's a pretty beautiful relationship where, you know, someone can put their name down at the restaurant for, for their meal that night. Um, and if there's a wait, they can walk across the parking lot, hang out at the shop with us, get a drink with us. Um, when they get the text, go back to get their dinner. Um, or if it's someone from out of town, they can stay in Blowing Rock, eat at the restaurant, book their adventure with the outfitter, all kind of within one little block. Yeah, very, very neat. Tell us a little bit more about the shop in terms of kind of the, its personality, kind of what manufacturers and brands you have in there and classes and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're really, we're a, uh, a an outfitter, a guide service and a tap room. So um, in terms of the outfitter side, you know, we've got some really great brands that we've been fortunate to work with uh, like Patagonia. Um, we've got some Sim stuff in there, Fish Pond, Umqua. Um, Gosh, boat paddle boards, uh, Rector water apparel, gear. Um, in terms of rods and reels, you know, we got Lampson, Ross reels, Thomas and Thomas rods, uh, Winston rods. So some really good products that um, we're pretty excited to have. And, and, you know, we're still expanding our inventory and, and 
building relationships with different businesses. So um, I think that the inventory will definitely continue to expand and change, but um, some really good stuff from the start, which we're excited about. And then we also just have some general outdoors apparel and gear for, for those that aren't looking for the fly fishing stuff um, or for someone that just wants the uh, been there and done that hat or shirt. We've got, we've got our branded apparel and everything in there. Um, and then we got the guide service. So we do the guided fly fishing trips and we also do guided hikes as well. Um, and then we'll eventually offer some guided hunts as soon as we get all that panned out um, and worked out. And then uh, we've got a tap room. So <clears throat> like I said, if you want to come and hang out and share your fish stories, uh, we've got a full bar with um, draft beer and wine. So we got only carry local beers. So you're not going to see anything from all over the place, but we just wanted to keep it local and keep it simple. Um, and make sure people get a full experience when they come in. So draft beer, we got a glass of wine as well. Um, so it's a really cool experience. You know, you can, you can shop around, you can hang out, you can book a trip uh, all in one spot. Yeah. Very, very neat. Uh, tell us uh, what beers you have on tap right now. Yeah. So the breweries we're using right now, um, we've got Appalachian mountain brewery. Uh, we've got blowing rock brewery, which is right down the street from us. Um, Boonshine, which is down in Boone. Uh, and then we've got Lost Province, and then we've got a cider on tap from out in Ash County, which is just the next county over, um, called Molly Chompers. So we've got two beers for each of those, um, and we made sure it's a good selection. So you got your IPAs, your Ambers, your Lagers, your Porters, um, something for everybody. Yeah, it sounds like all you need now is a tying night, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's the perfect spot to bring advice and sit at the bar and sip on a beer. Yeah, crank it out. And so uh, tell me a little bit about your guide program in terms of the waters you guys guide. And then I, we were talking before we started recording a pretty killer chicken enchilada uh, meal cooked up on your Instagram <laughs> yeah. feed. That, you know, Why don't you talk a little bit about kind of where you guys take clients and kind of what is a day on the water like with the speckled trout? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. You know, for our guided wade trips, um, we do wades and floats. We, uh, for wade trips, we're going anywhere from Watauga County to Avery County or Ash County, um, or like I said, even all the way to, to Damascus, Virginia. Um, try to keep it within an hour if we can of driving, but we make sure that, you know, if you book for four hours of fishing time, you're going to get four hours of fishing time. Um, and on those trips, you know, we make sure that if you're a beginner, that we, we make sure that we go through casting. We make sure we go through understanding really what is fly fishing. What are we about to go do? Um, what are we trying to achieve? Um, we kind of set expectations at the beginning of the trip there. Um, and if you're experienced, you know, we're going to treat you like you're experienced and make sure that we give you the best time that we can um, for your skill level. Um, we don't ever want anyone to feel like they are not welcome because they don't know how to do it or because maybe, you know, maybe they could feel too good for it or something. We want everyone to feel welcome on the trip and feel like, um, it's going to be a good fun day for them, no matter their past experiences. Um, so yeah, way trips will drive anywhere all over those counties or, or even in Virginia and, and fish usually some smaller waters, some smaller creeks, especially as we get into summertime and it gets hot. We got to find that water. that's still nice and cold where those trout are going to be sitting. So um, usually it's some smaller water there. And then on uh, our float trips, we will do the, uh, the Watauga, for the South Holston over in East Tennessee. Um, we're kind of preference towards the, the Watauga. It's, it's kind of our little, our favorite spot, but um, we'll go float over there and float different sections of it. And uh, if you get a full day trip on the boat, then uh, we actually provide some lunch for you from the speckled trout uh, restaurant and bottle shop. So that's where you saw those 
those good enchiladas. So it's not just a ham sandwich from the store that we brought you. We uh, we come packed out with some really good food. We bring a little uh, packable stove on the boat um, and your skillet and everything and get it nice and warmed up for you. So it's a good, fresh, you know, freshly cooked meal for you right there on the river. So it's a really cool experience while you're out there. Um, and yeah, the Watauga, if you don't know about it, or the South Holston, bigger rivers, more opportunity for some bigger fish. They're beautiful rivers with some great scenery around them. Um, so, you know, even if it's a rough day on the water in terms of the fishing, I always tell people and, and, uh, and tell our staff, you know, I love just being in a boat and then floating down the river there because it's hard not to love being out there. Yeah. Very, very neat. You know, one of the interesting things we talked about this, I think when we first met in Charleston is, you know, I think you're the first, uh, fishing outfitter. That's also, you know, you're talked about, you're going to work on the hunting stuff. Um, probably coming in the fall and I assume you're going to probably do what probably deer and maybe some upland bird hunting. Um, but then also you do guided hiking. You want to tell folks kind of about your offerings there and kind of what you hope to build out on the, on the hunting front. Yeah, for sure. So on the hunting side, uh, it's definitely still a work in progress. Um, and it's something that, you know, our owners are really passionate about. They're big huntsmen and, and uh, love to take big trips all over the place and, and even just hunt around locally. Um, so we're looking to do some, some game and bird hunting there. And, uh, it's really kind of up to them. So, uh, I, I can't say exactly what we're going to be aiming for mostly, but, um, I think it's going to actually be pretty cool and incorporate some, some destination trips. So I think the hunting side is going to be a really fun experience for everybody. And then, um, on the hiking side, we've got our, our head hiking guide, Ryan Crawley, um, he's in the shop most days, but. He's an awesome guy. He's super experienced. Um, he's on our local search and rescue team. So he, he's, you're safe with him when you're out there. And um, it's really great just because the hiking trips, they're customizable for really whatever you want to do. You know, on a fishing trip, it's, it's pretty set in stone of kind of like, you know, we're going to meet at this time in the morning. We're going to fish for this many hours and be back by this time. Um, and you're doing the one activity or you're going to see the, you know, the one part of the river while you're out there. Versus the hiking side, if you're really looking to, you know, one family might come up and they want to go see a waterfall while they're up here, we can make sure that we get you on a hike and on a route that makes that happen. One family might come up and they don't want to see water at all, but they want to see cool views and hike X amount of miles on a certain strenuous level. Um, Ryan can make that happen and find the right trail for you. So it's pretty sweet. And uh, I tell people all the time, you know, I grew up around here and Ryan, having not grown up around here, still knows literally probably a hundred more trails than I ever known about. So he's, he's the man. Uh, and do you get chicken enchiladas for lunch? If you go on a hiking trip, <laughs> that part, we're still working out the, uh, the lunch side on the hiking trips. It's a little harder for your guy to carry that all on their backs while they're up there. Uh, but we still make sure that we got some good snacks and food for you. Uh, there you go. And so, you know, the shop is relatively new. And so I was really kind of curious, Reed, you know, if you could share maybe the biggest challenge or surprise you've had so far, kind of trying to get everything up and running. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of, it's funny, you know, we're kind of like the new kids on the block. Um, we are the first, you know, fly shop to kind of establish ourselves in Blowing Rock. Um, so on the challenge side, it's kind of been hard just to kind of figure out what that looks like, you know, figure out how we need to establish relationships with um, with other brands and, and other dealers and, and reps and everything and, and try to get those relationships established so that we can get the best products and offerings for our clients and customers. Um, and it's something that uh, we're still working out and still getting good at and trying to figure out. 
Um, but we're always surprised by how much just networking and talking with people pays off, you know, um, like when Joel and I met you, Marvin, you know, when we showed up in Charleston at the after event, uh, we seriously had no idea what we were showing up for. We had no idea what the conference was really going to be about or how it was going to look, but it was really like one of the most fruitful events for us. We got to meet a couple really amazing brands that we're working with now. Um, got to meet people like you and, um, even so see like our good buddy Nils Peterson over there. And, uh, yeah, we're just surprised by like how fruitful it's been to just meet people and shake hands and, you know, show them and, and tell them who we are and what we're about and what we're trying to do and, and how gracious people will really be. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I would say that after event, I mean, I've, I've been going to fly fishing stuff for a long time. That's probably the after event in Charleston was probably one of the best networking events in the industry. I think I've ever been to. 100%. It was, it was awesome. You know, even just, just the material was great while we were there, but really the way that they had set that event up for everyone to hang out and spend time together while they were there, all the participants and speakers and guests. Um, it was, it was awesome. We had a great time. Yeah. And it's interesting too, cause I remember, I think we talked about this when we got together in Atlanta at the Atlanta fly fishing show, you know, it's kind of funny because if people don't know and they look on a map, you know, I mean, blowing rock is not that far from Boone. And so people are like, Oh, well you can't sell this cause you're too close, but it, they really are kind of two distinct communities. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit and how Boone's not blowing rock and kind of how blowing rocks different. Yeah, for sure. So um, I mean, I can even just say it from like a local's perspective. I grew up in, in Boone and, um, we rarely ever came, went to Blowing Rock or, or visited Blowing Rock. You know, we would come on Halloween to, to go walk Main Street and get some candy, but it was pretty rare. And, uh, it, it's 10 miles on a map, but it can be anywhere from a 15 to 25 minute drive, depending on traffic that day to get between the two. And, um, Boone is also a big college town. So you've got Appalachian State there. So uh, during the school year, you know, half your population is students um, compared to locals. Blowing Rock is very much so uh, kind of split 50-50 between um, second homeowners and, and people that are there just to visit for part of the year um, or just for part of a week or weekend. Um, and then it's also just got some of those locals that will trek into Boone or trek in off the mountain for work or anything and uh, have settled down in Blowing Rock to, to have their family. So it's a cool community because – Main Street is really the hub of it. So if you park on Main Street, you could spend your whole day just walking up and down Main Street, popping into shops and restaurants and stores and stuff. Um, and so it's cool because our shop is right there on the corner of it. Um, and so we get a lot of foot traffic of people just wanting to pop in and, and see what we're all about. So it's sweet because, yeah, you know, you can have the kids playing in the park down the street. Um, one parent can be in one store and the other parent can be in the outfitter. Um, and then everybody can reconvene and they're all within a three to 10 minute walk of each other. So it's really cool location. And, um, it's, it's really awesome that we just get to be kind of at the corner of all that hustle and bustle. Yeah. Very neat. Are there any other, um, I guess, retailers that you want to like, you know, or breweries or anything that are kind of on that main strip in uh, downtown blowing rock. You want to tell folks if they come to town, they should always come see you, but maybe some other places they want to poke their head in and say, howdy. Yeah, for sure. So uh, right across the street from us, there is Foots Loggers, which is a cool shop. They've got their store there and also one in Boone. Um, and they're super sweet guys and girls. And um, they sell some cool stuff for the outdoors as well. Really big into climbing and camping um, and also hiking as well. So they've got some great gear and some great staff there. 
Um, down Main Street a little bit uh, on your right, you'll have a, a beautiful park. So if you've got any kids or anything um, and want to walk around and let them play and get some energy out of the park, super fun spot. Um, also down Main Street, there's some good coffee shops. We've got uh, Camp Coffee and uh, Bald Guy Brew Coffee. Um, Blowing Rock Ale House is just down the road, which is one of those beers that we carry. And um, another good restaurant down there is Town Tavern at the other end of Main Street. So really from end to end, there's something for everybody to stop in and check out. Uh, very, very neat. And, um, you know, I know you're right at the beginning, but you want to share your vision for the shop and maybe where you hope uh, Speckle Trout Outfitters will be in, say, five years or so? Yeah, you know, we we spend a lot of time as a leadership team trying to come up with um, our vision and our values and our mission for the shop. And uh, we take that very seriously and, um, you know, talk about where we want to be in five years and 10 years and so on. And uh, one thing is we want to consistently be um, what we're trying to be right now. So we want to make sure that the outfitter is a place for community and adventure. I mean, that's something that we have written down. Um, and that's something that we still want to be um, for people within five years and within 10 years is a place for community adventure. Um, so that's really important to us. And uh, part of the expansion of that is we want to just continue to bring in good people that are, are here to have a good time and, and help others out and teach them how to go fly fishing and how to have a fun hike and how to go hunting and, and you know what kind of apparel and gear to look for. Um, so bring in more people to, to help out in the shop. And uh, I think in terms of our trips, we've got some pretty big ideas and plans to uh, hopefully do some really cool destination trips later on um, for fly fishing and, and for hiking and, and hunting all. Uh, we want to you know travel and, and take people places and, and bring them along for the ride. Uh, very, very neat. And do you have anything on the horizon uh, that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So, um, I, again, you know, we're really big about the community. And so uh, we've got some cool events coming up here pretty soon. Um, we have our grand opening, which is going to be a fun day for us where the town's going to come out. You know, the Chamber of Commerce is going to come out and do our ribbon cutting on March 24th uh, at the Outfitter at about four o'clock. So they'll be out there doing that ribbon cutting. Um, but it's going to be a fun day in general. We're going to have the whole staff out there for the whole day. So it'll be a fun day to come see us and hang out and, uh, and get a beer or something. And then uh, just the next week on April 1st, we are helping out with a really fun event uh, called Trout Derby. That's going to be, it's basically a, a really cool fishing competition that's been going on for 43 years now in Blowing Rock where um, family, kids, whatever age you are, We've got a division and a category for you to come out and compete. Um, there is a conventional side um, that's more of that catch and keep side. And then we're also introducing a catch and release side this year with the hopes that we can teach people about catch and release fishing um, and really incorporate some more fly fishermen into the event. And, uh, you know, with us partnering with it this year, we've been able to, to bring in some brand support as well. Um, so there's going to be some really cool prizes. There is uh, no registration fee. Um, but in lieu of that, we just ask that people uh, make a donation to Mountain True, which is connected with our local Watauga Riverkeeper. Um, so all the proceeds are going to go there. Um, we're not trying to make any money off of it. We're just here to provide the space for it um, and assist as much as we can so that people have a really fun Saturday with their family and friends. And uh, we're going to have a nice fun after party afterwards uh, and uh, hang out at the shop. So those are just a couple coming up in about a month and uh yeah we'll have some more down the line as well uh very very neat and you want to let folks know kind of where you're located in downtown blowing rock and how to find you online and all that kind of good stuff 
For sure. So if you are coming from Boone and uh, you're coming up 321, you'll take a right onto Main Street off of 321, right past the Tanger Outlets. And uh, you'll see it. You'll come right around the corner um, where you see the main strip of Main Street. And we are right there on that turn um, on the right side of the road. Uh, so you'll see our outfitter building right there connected to the parking lot. We've got the restaurant on the other side of it. And um, if you want to find us on our website, it's just the speckledtroutoutfitters.com. Um, you can book any trip online. So uh, it's super easy to book there. And uh, our Instagram is uh, TST Outfitters. So make sure to follow us there and check out everything that we're trying to post and, and keep y'all updated with there. But yeah, we'd love to have anybody and everybody come by and say, hey, yeah, that's awesome, and I'll drop all that stuff uh, in the show notes as well as the link to your uh, to your Riverkeeper charity for you. And uh, you know, Reed, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Reed, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out to chat with me, and I look forward to stopping by and visiting the shop sometime soon. I really appreciate it, Marvin. We can't wait to see you again, my friend. Take care. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Norvice. Folks, head over to www.nor-vice.com today and check out all of Norvice's great products and see if they'll be the show near you. Tight lines, everybody.